Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You like money. Of course you like money. You like the weekends. Of course you like the weekends. And typically on the weekends, Jason, you're spending money. But we're trying to win you some money with our good friend, Ariel Epstein, sports betting host and analyst for Fanatics, also with MLB Network and NBA TV, and a Ravens fan. And Ariel, before we get your picks, I wanted to ask you a question because we talked about this a lot this week. The running back position for the Ravens, they typically don't go out and spend big money on that position but could you see them breaking tendency this offseason, maybe going out and getting a Josh Jacobs or an upper echelon free agent running back? Happy Friday, guys. I could definitely see the Ravens going for a running back that they at least feel is durable. The Ravens running back room has been ridiculous the last few years with injuries. I mean, you couldn't even get J.K. Dobbins in for more than a few games in the last few years. Uh, you had some injuries to Keaton Mitchell already. There were some bad. And then, I mean, even just, of course, two years ago when every running back went down. Um, so it, it, it's been rough. And that's why if I'm the Ravens and I'm looking for a running back, I'm looking for someone more along the lines of a Derrick Henry, not Josh Jacobs, not Saquon Barkley. Those are all running backs that have had issues with injuries in the past. That's the only reason the Ravens should spend any type of big money. The time that the Ravens won the Super Bowl, although – it wasn't necessarily Ray Rice that won them a Super Bowl, but Ray Rice did play a huge role, especially in that Patriots game in the playoffs. So, yes, I do believe that running backs can help. I also see a running back helping with Lamar because it, of course, just adds so much to their offensive game plan if you have multiple people who could run out of backfield. If if you could play armchair GM as a Ravens fan, and, and I told you you've got – like one swing at a free agent making eight to twelve million a year. Is there a position group that you would kind of run out and identify? Would it be pass rusher? Are you have you seen enough of Ronnie Stanley? Are you still chasing wide receivers? What would you do? Oh, um, with the Ravens, I would go veteran wide receiver. The Ravens need another linebacker next to Roquan if they're not gonna pick up Patrick Queen. Um, and then, of course, that offensive line. I mean, I, at least Ronnie Stanley, it seemed like they were able to rotate him in and out mm-hmm. enough this year to keep him healthy. So maybe they figured it out. And if they could get 
like a decent number on a like family, then fine. But ultimately, um, of course, you want to protect your blind side. So that's an important position. But I always just look to that wide receiver position because I know they've made a lot of great improvements to that position. But the Ravens still didn't really have a reliable number one. They, of course, had other players stand out. But Odell Beckham Jr., you couldn't play him for more than half a game. And that was like a first quarter, third quarter thing. And then he never made it to the fourth quarter. So you need a veteran wide receiver like an Anquan Bolton that when Lamar Jackson's in a jam, he knows he could throw to. And yeah, usually he has his tight end, Mark Andrews, but he was injured this year. And again, he's still a tight end. So having that, and the Ravens always have tight ends, right? They had Pat yes. they have Mark Andrews but they need a number one veteran wide receiver that can help make Lamar Jackson a better quarterback too. We're speaking to Ariel Epstein. It's inside access on the fan. Ariel, let's get to your picks tonight in the NBA, starting with the Sixers taking on Charlotte. And what Paul Reed prop do you like? Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Paul Reed is a center for the Philadelphia 76ers. He's actually taken on more of a role since Joel Embiid has been out with the injuries. Um, and the Hornets, they've allowed the most rebounds since the All-Star break. So if given the minutes, which against a bad Hornets team, Reed should be getting these minutes. Reed should have at least nine rebounds. So I'm going over eight and a half rebounds tonight. Uh, it was a fun one at MSG last night. I, I don't know if you were there maybe in, in the backyard for uh, for the Warriors and the Knicks. Uh, Warriors playing back-to-back games, have to go to Toronto tonight. That was a big emotional win. Last night they've got some older legs, but Kaminga looks like he could jump out of the gym every night. What are you doing here? That's exactly why I'm going with Kaminga over eight and a half rebounds plus assists. He's the younger legs. You're seeing this in the last two back-to-backs the Warriors played. They're giving Kaminga the minutes. They're letting Kaminga get those opportunities because he's younger. And everyone else now in the second leg of a back-to-back who's older, they're like, all right, Kaminga, it's your turn tonight. His two back-to-the second leg of a back-to-back, the last two back-to-backs the Warriors had, Kaminga's had at least nine rebounds plus assists. The props at eight and a half tonight, so I would take the over. And this prop. The the books are catching on because it was seven and a half last night. Now it's eight and a half tonight. This prop keeps going up, especially on these back-to-backs where they're allowing some of the younger, less tired legs to play. Kings are taking on the T-Wolves. What's your play in that one? This one is going to shock people, but I am fading De'Aaron Fox tonight and taking his under of 24 and a half points. Fox against top 10 defenses this year averages about 23 points a game, and he's getting Minnesota for the third time. Now, I know he's done really well, Fox, against Minnesota. He's had 36 and 27 points. However, Minnesota is the best defense right now in the NBA, limiting opponents to the least amount of points per game. Guards in general, the lead guard has averaged just 17 points a game in the last 10 when facing the Timberwolves. Fox now third time around. Minnesota's going to make the right adjustments and limit him. Come on, isn't it a little fishy already? 27 points, 36 points last two games, and the props 24 and a half. Yeah, I would say take the under. Yeah, and he didn't play. He was a, a late scratch against Denver, which hurt me uh, over the weekend. So he's he's a little he's a little banged up too. I like Anthony Edwards over his points in that one as yep. well. Ariel, uh, we love to tap into your baseball knowledge. These markets in the future uh, markets continue to sort of ebb and flow a little bit. Is there anything that you're looking at long-term investment-wise? Yeah, I mean, my favorite play so far has been the Cincinnati Reds, whether it's the over on their win total or 2-1 to to make the playoffs. 
they're like the Orioles of last year where the Reds improved by 20 wins. They have a great rotation, Hunter Green, Graham Ashcraft, Andrew Abbott. They signed Jaime Candelario, who um, had a great season last year. And that adds to a talented infield with Ellie De La Cruz, Matt McClain. The Reds led the majors in home runs, RBI hits, and runs scored by rookies last year. Mm. I could see them making a big jump this season as long as their pitching gets better. And Hunter Green's adding a few pitches to his repertoire. So watch out for those Cincinnati Reds in a not-so-great division. Ariel, the opposite way. Do you see any of the books overvaluing a team where you're looking at taking their under win total? So I haven't really dove into too many win totals just yet because I'm waiting to see who's going to get, like, let's say, where's Blake Snell going? Right. We just found out sure. about Cody Bellinger. So I'm waiting to see on some of these teams because the last thing I want to do is bet an under and then find out Blake Snell is going there. Yeah. So I'm just going to sit out a little bit and wait until I have a little more confirmation about some of these teams. But um, I do, there are going to be some teams this year where, you know, even, and I love the Orioles, don't get me wrong, but you got to be careful about teams like them that did much better than people expected last year. And then the books are going to overcompensate. I was saying this to some friends today, just seeing that the Reds are only two to one to make the playoffs this year tells me how crazy it was that we got plus 360 on the Orioles to make it last year. Right. And now the books are going to say, oh, the Orioles completely, like we were so wrong on them. And the Orioles are currently the second best team according to the odds in the AL East. So I would just be a little bit careful and see how things go now that these young rookies are in their second years and how do these pitchers adjust to them on the opposite side. She's Ariel Epstein of Fanatics, MLB Network, NBA TV, and she joins us every Friday. Ariel, thanks as always. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. Well, I hope uh, you're not done winning, people, because producer Ben Hall, he's got some of his best bets for tonight and the weekend in basketball. He'll tell you what they are Next, it's Inside Access on the... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Ben Hall, our producer, he fancies himself as a nice handicapper, right, Jason? And look, I fancy him as a nice handicapper. The, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got great picks. We take his advice, and we don't take everybody's advice here at the no, I don't take Gigi's advice on anything. <laughs> no. So, Ben, let's let's get uh, some of your best bets uh, for tonight and over the weekend, and let's start with Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, uh, I love I love revenge spots. I always have in NBA, especially. And Porzingis, of course, played for the Mavericks, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. You would think him and Luca could, but it didn't. But he's played better since the All Star break's been over. He's gone over in two of his last three. Um, power forwards are scoring almost twenty six points per game, and Porzingis is arguably the best stretch power forward in the NBA. You know, you can drag guys out to the three-point line, beat them there. And even in his last game, he shot 12 free throws, so he's been more a little bit more aggressive trying to get to the bucket. So if he can knock down a couple threes, get to the basket, draw some free throws, and like I said, this is a revenge spot for him. I really like him tonight against his former team. And we, we saw it earlier in the year with the Knicks and the Wizards. He went over this total and his, uh, his game time total against the Knicks and the Wizards earlier in the year. Um, we mentioned with Ariel and her best bets this uh, Golden State-Toronto game. Uh, I was on Steph last night, points and assist. It barely got over because they couldn't make a layup every time he passed to somebody, but damn, he had eight rebounds in the first 30 seconds of that game. Uh, it is a back-to-back for them. They are traveling up to Toronto. The Raptors, the last five games, top five team in shots attempted, top five team in pace. They've really reinvented themselves. I think there'll be balls flying all over the place in this one, Ben. What do you like here? I really like Curry's assist, and when you talk about the Raptors, you trade away OG and an OB, like the thing with them used to be like you you were going to have to try to claw to a 99 yeah. 98 win like a low scoring game but now when you trade away one of your best defenders and you get quickly who we know is i mean from Baltimore he plays yeah. a ton of offense kind of lacks on the defensive end they have to score and the warriors are going to have to score last night they played at Madison Square Garden where every nba star usually tries or does their best to go off and curry did obviously like you said i had curry's points straight up and like for a while it looked like it was going to be the easiest thing ever and then yeah. late we got that late three right thank you yeah, right exactly um but i think he's going to calm a little bit more tonight i i didn't take his under points but i would lean that way but i really do like his assists last time they faced off he scored he had six assists raptors are allowing 10.15 assists to point guards which is the second most in the nba and it's kind of crazy if you look at that because like I said earlier in the year when they had OG Ananobi, if you looked at statistics, the Raptors, um, in terms of what they were allowing to opposing teams, scoring and assisting was way down. So they're already up to number two in the NBA, which just shows you kind of the rate that they're going since the trade. So I would, uh, I would take Steph Curry's over five and a half assists at plus money. I, we had Ariel talk about um, Kaminga's rebounds, and, and I, I looked at that as well. But am I crazy? Like, I took Draymond over seven and a half again. Like, he hasn't played that much this year because of the injury. He seems to be having a blast with these guys now making their late run. Like, he's over this in four of the last five road games, six of the last nine. He's averaging, like, nine rebounds a month for February. Like, it's it's old legs. I kind of get it. But seven and a half still look. They keep giving you plus money at seven and a half. Like, am yeah. I crazy for keep taking it? Uh, no. I mean, Draymond's a very different character. Like, when I first kind of started getting into sports betting, my favorite thing to do would be bet Draymond's unders because you get thrown out so much. You get technicals. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's always risky. Um, but no, I, Draymond is a passionate player. Draymond goes after the ball. Draymond's not scared to go up a guy rebound. And you like that because there's a lot of NBA players that will just let the ball go or whatever. But I wouldn't touch either. Um, it's going to be a fast pace, pay, fast-paced game. They're going to be shooting all over the place. Um, there's going to be rebounds to grab, but... 
And like, like you were kind of saying, you don't know who's going to grab those rebounds. And then you add Looney into it. You add Sarge yeah. into it. And then, I mean, looking at it, like Curry's not grabbing 10 again. So no. one of those two guys will should cruise over their over. And, I mean, between the two, like I said, one of them will. But Curry's not going to grab 11 again. 53 rebounds from Dre in five games since the All-Star break. You can get a plus money if you look around seven and a half. Wizards absolutely stink. Yes, they do. Yes. They are 9-50, and 50, and they are playing the Clippers tonight. But you got to play in that game? Yes, I have uh, Kyle Kuzma over 20.5 points. Had him over 21.5 last night, and it was the worst thing I've ever experienced. Uh, it was one of those bets where it like builds you, like for a while you're like, okay, it's cooked, and then it builds you up, and you're like, oh my gosh, we have life. And then they go into overtime. He scores five straight points in overtime in the first minute, and he needed one more basket. And the last four minutes he didn't score, and it was like the most pathetic thing I've watched. They go to overtime with the Lakers. He's playing his former team. Like I said earlier, I love revenge spots, but he just couldn't. Like In the first quarter, he scores zero. Second quarter, he scores 10. Third quarter, he scores zero again. Fourth quarter, five, and then he scores five again in overtime. So it was just like a very streaky game from him. But last time he played the Clippers, he went for 27, I believe. And uh, Kuz, like... He usually doesn't see a shot that he doesn't like. Like he, he right. will shoot the ball and and pull. I'm, I'm very happy. My pull, uh, my pull kind of hype that I had before the season is it's not looking great, but it's looking better than it was. He went for 31 last night. He's better off the bench. He exactly. gets to shoot against the other team's backups. 100%. I mean, that just let him hoist it up. Right, right. Um, but he, he's not going for 31 again tonight. I, I don't think. I mean, the, the Clippers play good defense. Kuz is a guy who's already in this this season proven that he can do it. The only scare is a blowout here, but I still think 21 points for a team's best player, it has to happen. I went big on Zubic in this game, and if he doesn't play, then I'll take Plum, and I'll probably play Plumley anyway. But like this was crazy. I looked this up. The Wizards allowed 126 points per game in February, 30th. 65 points in the paint per game, five more than any other team. They allowed 49 rebounds per game in February, five more than any other team. I mean, and like, I, 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 they don't have anybody inside. Like, I got to think this seven footer eats them up. Eight and a half, re, uh, eight and a half rebounds, and twelve and a half points. I went over both. Yeah, I really like that as well. That's a great point. And and we talked about it the last last week um, on high rollers. But when you look at what the Wizards did, you trade Gafford, you bring in Bagley, who has zero zero game defensively like he'll score for you he'll do some stuff but he can't do anything defensively and all the Clippers players are very comfortable getting Zubats the ball um you know he's he's a solid big he's not the guy that you're gonna have to like it's not like a Sabonis or a Jokic where the offense is running through him but he will get his looks inside and against a Wizards team I don't think Paul George is gonna go out there and stat pad like I think they're gonna just try to beat the Wizards as easily as they can and that way would be getting the ball inside and letting Zubats finish what plays do you have in college this weekend uh, Saturday, I like. There's a few things I like. Obviously, it's not Saturday yet, so some stuff can change. But Boise minus three and a half against New Mexico. Uh, that's a really good conference. But Boise's three and a half point favorites. I would take them minus three and a half. It's a home game for them. All of these teams in that conference are looking at at large bids, and it's going to be kind of tough um, to get in. But Boise State's a team that if they can rattle off a few wins, they could get in without winning the conference tournament. So I like them. South Carolina minus one and a half. I would just stick with the money line at home against Florida. Florida has been very inconsistent this season. South Carolina's been one of the most shocking teams in college basketball, I'd say. And it's kind of unfair to them. They didn't get put in the rankings until second half of the year. And all year they've played good basketball, good basketball, good basketball. And they built their team around the transfer portal. But they're one of the teams that they didn't really go out and get the, like, 25 points per game score and the, the big NIL guy, but they got a lot of solid players who know their role in the team and they're very, very well coached. Um, I really like South Carolina. Wisconsin minus one against Illinois at home. I mean, 
Wisconsin has hurt me a little bit this year, but I'm going with them. I think Wisconsin at one point was top six in the country and are now absolutely like out of the ranking. So it's tough, but I just think home Big Ten games are very, very big. And then lastly, Creighton minus three and a half at home against Marquette. Tyler Kolick, one of the best point guards in the country for Marquette, is dealing with injuries. Still going to play probably, but he's banged up. He's not looking as good as he was. And Creighton, guys, if you want to put in a futures bet, uh, I really like Creighton uh, going to run in the NCAA tournament. Final you can get four? them to, to the Final Four. Mm. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't take. Uh, you could take uh, championship, but for them final to make four. the Final Four, I like. They're very old. They have a ton of good guys, and I really like uh, what they've shown as the season's gone on. Like I said, it's, they got like four three-year starters in the lineup, which is very big in March. We really like you, Ben Hall. Yes, we do. Thank you, Ben. Coming up next. Where can, what is your or, website again? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, website is the Bush League Ball, and then my Twitter, BH Journalist. I post all my stuff on there. Do it. Follow him. Follow Ben. Follow him. He knows the way. Orioles, their game is final against the Braves. Did they get back to their winning ways or really continue their winning ways in Grapefruit League action? Also, Orioles were really featured on MLB Network yesterday. We'll play some of the best sound from those interviews as well. That's next. It's Inside Access on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. That call courtesy of the Braves broadcast team, and we talk a lot, Jason, about the Ravens' preseason streak, but, I mean, the Orioles, they might end up with the best Break them exhibition up. season. Seven ben, and should one. should we be betting on Grapefruit that's League baseball? Saying. Come on. Yeah, hammer the O's. That's, uh-huh. that's O's on the run there. line. Let's go. O's, they knocked off the Braves 3-1. to one. You heard that highlight. Jackson Holiday. he's getting it going. Um, he got, got a two-bagger Tyler Wells pitch for the first time this spring. Two scoreless innings, gave up just one hit, no walks, no strikeouts. Bruce Zimmerman followed him with two scoreless innings as well. Colton Kowser did not get a hit, but he did score a run. Yeah, he led off again, played center field. Um, talked about this at the Open uh, or very early in the show. Like It looks like he's getting a chance to play a whole lot more, well, it doesn't look like he's getting a chance to play a whole lot more center field than Jorge Mateo. Raise your hand if you had Tyler Nevin appearing in the outfield for the Orioles this spring. 
before Jorge Mateo. Um, that happened today and left. Uh, look, Colton Kowser, I don't think it's possible for him to do enough this spring, barring injury, to break camp with the team and them have him penciled in for 600 plate appearances and 125-plus games in the outfield. I, I just there's there's too much in front of him. But but could he make this team as the Ryan McKenna slash Kyle Stowers from a year ago breaking north? Um but getting a chance to play more than those guys. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. You know, could he and Stowers both make it and Heston Kerstad stay in triple A for more seasoning? Um all these guys are on the 40-man, so there's no advantageous situation there one way or the other. Even if Jorge Mateo doesn't play a lot of outfield, you could play him there in the pinch. Heck, we saw him play center field against the Houston Astros out of the blue last year in really meaningful games. So could you get by, you know, with Ramon and Mateo and McCann and Stowers and Kowser as your bench? Would you be willing to have that many young guys on your bench? These are the kind of first-world problems they're going to have to figure out. But, yeah, another fun day down there in the Grapefruit League. Jackson Holiday, another extra base hit, as you noted. Um, O'Hearn did some damage today. We hadn't seen a lot of him to this point. Gunnar Henderson should be back in that lineup in a couple of days. Cole Irvin trying to come and show that he can throw 96 again. Tomorrow, Tyler Wells. Every pitcher's presented himself really well to this point. And, uh that's kind of what I'm more interested in than anything else is is the pitching side of this. Um, Ort pitched well today. Like there, there's there's going to be a couple guys who make this team who aren't household names, and those those uh, whatever you want to call them camp battles. Th- those are those are going to be some of the more interesting subplots to this whole spring training. 27 days away from opening day, and MLB Network they've been showcasing each of the 30. Teams and it was the Orioles' turn yesterday, so a lot of interviews taking place. And we'll start with Cedric Mullins, and he gave his impressions of the 20-year-old Jackson Holiday. He's only 20 years old, but he the maturity level. And we talked yesterday, Jason, with the Colton Wong move, how maybe that wouldn't be received all that well from a young player, but you heard Jackson Holiday take it in stride. Hey, man, I, I grew up with him. I was in the club. It's just so and, different. Yeah. I mean, to have that perspective, to be that mature, that young, to be able to say, like, oh, that's my guy. Like, he used to give me batting tips, you know, back when he played with my dad in St. Louis. Like, it's just such a different wor- baseball worldview than most kids would ever have the opportunity to experience and for him not only to have experienced it but to have understood the magnitude of it to have tapped into that to have been a sponge for all those years um to be a kid who obviously had some innate gifts but remember he was not the most polished prospect nine months prior to that draft not even close and for him to put in that work and now continue to put in that work like he shouldn't have anything to fear with Colton Wong I mean Colton Wong's there in case the young kid gets hurt or something happens that nobody thinks is going to happen. And look, we'll talk to Jim Callis at 4.30 from MLB Pipeline. He saw Jackson Holiday play yesterday against the Pirates. He saw that at-bat against Paul Skeens, the 1-1 from a year ago. Um, I don't think there's anybody who's watched Jackson Holiday who doesn't think he's he's got what it takes to break north with this team and play every day. But if something goes awry, 
You could do worse than having Colton Wong hopefully playing uh, all over the place in Norfolk and being ready if you need him. Speaking of uh, Jackson Holiday, this is his second spring training. He spent way longer time in the Orioles camp last year than we thought, and he talked about his change in approach this year. When I was talking to him uh, last Sunday, he pretty much said the same thing, Jason, but almost, you know, Last year, it was like, wow, this is cool, man. Like, I'm 19 years old in a spring training camp. You have no expectations of making the major league roster. Where this year, you have the GM, Mike Elias, saying, yeah, there's a very real chance that Jackson Holiday is heading north with us. Again, I, I would be really surprised if he's not. But it also can't hurt to pick up a guy in Colton Wong to have there. Just in case. Um, and if, look, if he breaks camp, it'll be fascinating. Is he batting ninth? Like, I, I would bat him ninth. He should get on base a lot. Uh, you know, the ability to make your lineup extended a little bit. Uh, a high batting average, high on base guy with some doubles power now, but not a power guy. But him turning it over to maybe Cedric at one and Adley at two and Gunner at three. Santander or Mountcastle at four. Like, this is pretty interesting. And it's also worth noting, again, Jackson, look, there's no guarantee that he gets off to a hot start, so people have to remember that he's a 20-year-old, and you think of Gunnar Henderson from last year, where the first 33 games of the season, he was batting 170, and Gunnar... He talked to MLB Network about what changed after that slow start. And Gunner was 21, and and I think a big thing early on, if people remember, his on-base percentage in that struggle, that slow start, was still solid. Yeah. It was just he was being too passive, yes. I feel like. Yes. Yeah. No, I think he, for, there was a period of time there where I don't think he was seeing things great, and they weren't letting him see a lot of left-handed pitching, and I think he got in his own head a little bit. And he just was sort of getting comfortable getting on base and making guys work, which is never a bad approach. But when you can do as much damage as he was, he was getting himself into fastball counts and and, and not pouncing, ambushing fastballs the way we know he can. Fastballs around the zone, fastballs slightly elevated in the zone. And he started taking in the second half of the season, not, not taking those pitches, but taking them up the middle or taking them the opposite way. Uh, lastly, Mike Elias, he gave the unfortunate news at the beginning of spring training that John Means and Kyle Bradish will not be ready for opening day. He expounded on their status on MLP Network. So that was probably the first time I can think of, of Mike Elias somewhat providing a time frame. And he said, hopefully early in the first half of the season. Hey, man, I got my fingers crossed. My toes crossed, my buttocks, my butt cheeks crossed. I don't crossed. Even know if you can do yeah, that. Yeah, I can. Uh, I got I got some gifts, Bone. Uh, I got everything crossed. Um, I'm also a realist at heart, and, and I have a ton of faith in these guys. Uh, but the Kyle Bradish situation gives me a lot of pause. It, it, it is one of significant concern for me. Dodgers, 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 Dodgers. It was the hot stove season for them, man. The other 29 teams, maybe not so much, but the Dodgers were very, very active. 
Yoshinobu Yamamoto. What's going on with him? As well as Shohei Otani, who just announced that he's How getting married. That? How about that? Congratulations, Shohei. We'll, uh, we'll get into this week in baseball on the other side. 105.7 The Fan. Dodgers, Dodgers. Yamamoto, he made his Dodgers Cactus League debut on Wednesday, Jason, and he went two scoreless innings, striking out three or one of the strikeouts, gave up just one hit, 19 pitches, 16 of them for strikes. Yeah, um, you know, on uh, Sirius Baseball Channel, they're doing their tours, you know, going around to all the Grapefruit League teams and, and Cactus League teams, and they had, you know, people who were at the outing the other day doing their Dodgers report and everybody's gushing over this guy's stuff and, and understandably so. Um I, I think he'll look the part of a major league veteran this year. Uh not somebody, you know, who's out of his depth or or, you know, having some long indoctrination process. I, I think his stuff's gonna play right away in a big way. Um there are some questions though still I think about like if we're going to look at the Dodgers and there's there's certainly a super team but like if you you wanted to say well where could it go awry I think still starting pitching like what do they really get at like the back end do they get anything out of Walker Bueller you know does the Emmett Sheehan kid kind of like is he more destined for the bullpen like most of their starters work out they do a great job developing pitchers but like I don't know you know Glass now durability not his strong suit like. You know they've they've had their fair share of of injuries. Like, you know, at one point I thought Dustin May be a really good starter for them. Like, is he just the reliever now? Like, where are you know Gosselin getting hurt? Like, I, I they've had such a a run of bad luck pitching wise that I I do wonder like if they're trading. You know, like are are they trading for another starter at the deadline? Very well could happen. And Shohei Otani, we know he's not throwing a pitch this year, but the prior day to Yamamoto's debut, Shohei Otani went yard in his final at-bat. Yeah, you knew he'd kind of get it done right away and just rise to the moment in so much as it's a spring training moment and do his thing. I do think it's interesting. Like, he's so private, right? And he's, I mean, I don't know. He's he's probably the most recognizable most popular person in Japan like maybe by a country mile and the fact that he's able to like hide this whole marriage thing like for it not to have gotten out in like the Japanese press or whatever like I can only imagine the lengths he goes to 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 like sort of go about his businesses in as covert of a fashion as possible because this came out of nowhere yeah <laughs> And when he was asked, he put it on his like social media, right? Yeah. When he was asked when he got married, Otani did not reveal the information. Apparently, there were some rumors that uh, his wife, former professional basketball player, but Otani said that his spouse is a quote normal Japanese woman. Like it's amazing. Remember during this whole like the hunt for Otani, he wouldn't tell people the name of his dog because it was like apparently there was some clue if you knew the it name was a of his dog. To where he was yeah, you'd know where his heart was. But like he kept, but it never got out. Like everything gets out everywhere about people we don't even really care about. This guy has a whole country obsessing about every time he takes a breath, and somehow he and he's got hordes of Japanese media who follow him everywhere, and yet nobody really knows anything about him. And he lives in L.A. 
Like, yeah, it's not like he lives in the middle of nowhere. But, but like, like apparently he, like, I don't think he's a recluse. But I know, like, he sleeps like a crazy amount. Like, he's all about baseball all the time. Like, he, I think he sleeps like eleven hours a day or something crazy like that. Like, he watches, you know, film on, you know, his at bats and the next pitcher and all that stuff. But it is amazing for like what he's done and for him being this baseball unicorn. We don't like we don't know anything about this guy. He got he got married and what would have been the most high profile wedding in his country's history in probably the last twenty five years, and no one knew. That's crazy. I love this guy. He's awesome. He's your lock and four MVP every, every year. year. Every single year. Well, I mean, this year he's this only year he's, he's only pitching. he's yeah. probably only gonna hit fifty some home runs. Yeah. So I, I can't I can't say it's automatic bone. Every year that he pitches and hits. And he, he does it in a half decent MVP. way. Yes. And he won it, uh, not judge a couple years ago. He did. He, he should did. well, he won the real one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The lock yeah, he won the one that really matters. <laughs> Coming up next, new segment here. On Inside Access. Bone in, bone out. What is it? What is this stupid thing that we came up (laughs) with? Will we ever do it again? (laughs) Will we ever do it again? Find out on the other side. It's Inside Access on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.